0: Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 54 of Nintendo Everything Refresh, the weekly show where we keep you up to date on everything new and exciting in the world of Nintendo. I'm your host Nicholas Shade, and joining me today is the wonderful Tom Chaplin. Wow, wonderful. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, just speaking the truth here.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And also joining us for the first time is the lovely Sam Kingma.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yep, thank for com- thank you for coming on uh tom and sam work on the youtube channel for nintendo everything and they make a lot of good stuff there they recently put out a video on how to beat the original legend of zelda which ever you're interested in that highly recommend giving that a watch
1: yeah Hold get it. ready to pause a lot because it's real fast it's, <laughs> it's light speed um but i you know i didn't want to waste anyone's time they had only a short amount of time between we uploaded that and tears of the kingdom came up i wanted people to beat it beforehand but if you haven't I don't blame you for not. Play play Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately,
0: uh, Nick, who's usually hosting the podcast, is a little busy this week, so he's not going to be able to come to host this one, but he will be back next week and all will be back to normal. Uh, But today we have a very, very special episode because, as you're all aware, a little game called Tears of the Kingdom just released, uh, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Uh, First, though, we're just going to talk about a few details about the game before going more into depth. We'll talk about some of the interviews that came up this week uh, after the financial sales disclosure that Nintendo had. Uh, We'll talk about just a couple of unfortunate delays for a few games. And then just some mention of some of the games that have been announced and released this week, as usual. Uh, But first things first, we do have the results from last week's giveaway. So we announced a giveaway last week uh, for Forever Entertainment's Magical Drop 6. And we have a list of all the winners. Uh, the winners are Caesar Tripst, Blue Eyes, J88 Fitness, 47 Drift, and Denny South. So, congratulations to all of you. Uh, we'll be responding to the winners' YouTube comments with instructions on how to get their codes. And once again, thank you to Forever Entertainment for the opportunity for this giveaway.
1: Look at this podcast giving away free games. <laughs> it's always lovely Man, to do it, just giving back ma- to the community. <laughs> If I were listening, I'd subscribe right now to make sure I can get a free game in the future, maybe. I mean, here's hoping. Uh, if anyone wants to hit us up with more giveaways, we'll
0: gladly do them.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, podcast has only just started, but I think we're all ready to talk about Tears of the Kingdom, so uh, let's go ahead. Uh, like I mentioned... <laughs> We're going to be staying relatively spoiler-free at the start, but at the end of the podcast, we will be talking just pretty much full-on what we've been experiencing with the game. Uh, So, no spoilers for now. You're free to listen. If you're worried about that, that will be at the very end, and we'll bring it back up then. But yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, that released. (laughs) It's been doing super well critically. Uh, Everyone's been loving it. Uh, I assume you guys have probably played
2: it. (laughs) Yes, I have about uh, thirteen hours in it since it came. Oh out. my! <laughs> On uh, yeah, I was I was ready. I was sitting at the switch, locked and loaded. It was preloaded. I was ready. To, I was ready to go. Um, and yeah, I, I live in uh, Central Time, so it uh, unlocked at eleven p.m. for me. Yeah, stayed up till like three a.m.
1: that night playing.
2: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm I yeah, I'm loving it so far. I don't know about I don't know about y'all. How, how far are y'all uh, you guys?
1: Well, according to the Switch, I am started thirty hours <laughs> ago, uh, into it. So that's really exciting. I've no, I mean it's I've played a lot. I think I'm more than Sam. I think uh, I've an healthy amount when f- I was like you, Sam, staying up, I'm Eastern time zone till the midnight. You know, the Major's mass clock strike twelve oh one. I started the game till about three AM. Um, similarly. I got through like the the tutorial and then Friday was just that. That was it. Friday, my whole Friday. So whatever, how many hours were in Friday? <laughs> That's where I got, <laughs> got nice. done. Nice. I think for my part, I got the game a
0: little bit later on in the day because I was waiting for a review code. Uh, but pretty much ever since getting that, I've just been playing Tears of the Kingdom. That game has been really, really fun. Um, just everything that they've done has somehow made the original Breath of the Wild formula feel so new. More so than I
1: expected. You know, I am so... I mean, we did a lot of content leading up, Sam and I, to, to this game's release, you know, analyzing the trailers, and I I do feel, like, confident that we, we kind of said, this is, like, leaning in really hard into the systemic play of of Breath of the Wild to even a greater degree. And once I'm... Now that I've experienced it, it's like, I feel like that's paid off so massively, that decision. And it's it's not a decision that... You could say, I don't know, obviously any Zelda game is safe, but, like, it's a, it's a decision that alienates some from this game, and there's, I'm sure, a lot of people who have played five hours of this game and have hot takes of how it's, like, not great, but if you're into this systemic play, like, I, I'm kind of almost uh, in awe of, of how much is, is made available to you from, from the beginning of the game, of what you can do, and the new abilities make this almost like Minecraft. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's incredibly sandboxy. I think it's also interesting, just um, all these new systems. And yet there's also so many things that stayed the same. And the devs have mentioned how they kind of struggle trying to figure out what it is to keep from the original game versus what to add and what counts as like genuine new content. What should be a mainstay? Um, and I think they just nailed it. <laughs> there's, all the elements that uh, we love from Breath of the Wild are still here. Um, even weapon breaking, which, you know, that might be in contention. <laughs> but uh, And yet, again, there's still so many new things. All the new abilities especially are just opening up so many possibilities. And we've already seen a lot of wacky stuff with uh, Ultra Hand and Fuse especially. But even things like Recall... That's become my personal favorite ability so far because it just opens so many possibilities for what you can do with the engine.
2: Yeah, i uh, I found some pretty interesting and have solved puzzles in some pretty c- uh, convoluted ways with recall. It's a re- I really love all of the the new abilities when. It- they were first shown off in trailers. I was like, "Oh man, am I? am gonna miss Magnesis and mm-hmm. and Cryo and and, uh, and the bombs. Of course, I really miss. I really miss the bombs. So. <laughs> I
1: do too. I do. I really miss the bombs. Still. Yeah, I'll third I that. Agree. <laughs> yeah, having limited bombs with the bomb, uh, you know, it's not as good. That's what is just, this? 1985. Could... Yeah. yeah, I like in the infinite economy? bombs. <laughs> uh. uh The the zero-sum bomb economy of Zelda.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I'm totally with you. I mean, at least the bomb flowers feel, like, league stronger than the remote bombs were because the remote bombs were pretty weak um, as a trade-off for being infinite use. But I I will say the... uh, I I, I have found it pretty interesting that the the four starting tools you get uh, don't really interact with the enemies at all directly. Um. You know, like you can't like necessarily pick up an enemy with ultra hand. You can't <laughs> r- rewind an enemy like you could like with stasis and like stop them in place. Um, it's mostly for uh, objects and uh, items just found on the overworld. But the fact that even with it being limited to just that, the tools are super useful and really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably a consci- a conscious decision to try and. It's turned those away from being enemy-focused towards just being, like Tom had mentioned, a bit more systemic, changing things on more of a system level. Uh, And it's just, it's really worked out. (laughs) I don't think there's really anyone that's complaining about the way these abilities are working. They're just so fun.
1: Yeah, and I'd like to get into a few specific ones later on when we get to, like, the tag, the spoiler section on, of, like, some specific ways these powers really combine and fascinating and uh horrific ways that in a, in a <laughs> funny way. Um but for sure, like game reviewed well, but I refused to read any of them Be- not because I'm an anti review. I just didn't want any more I didn't want any more knowledge. I didn't want a more anything, anything. But clearly the I saw the score line up, right? Um it seemed like tens across the board. Um and ninety
2: six on on Medicare, I believe right so, yeah. Something pretty like rare.
1: That. Right. And uh yeah, I I wonder like how we're how we you know how we're feeling about that I guess like um, early on in our playthroughs like it seems like we're pretty positive like do we think like is this the Zelda blue uh, like like uh, honeymoon period right like every Zelda <laughs> game gets tens Skyward Sword gets tens or or I don't know I, that's kind of something I've been thinking about.
2: I. Yeah think it's kind of zelda honeymoon theory but i haven't because i'm played i've played enough to be like oh the scope of this is so big this could definitely totally be a 10 and i'll say this i typically will not play a a game in a day for like eight to ten hours so the fact that i did that uh, yesterday means i'm pretty into this one (laughs) um but there have been like a couple core things so far in my in, in my uh, Tears of the Kingdom journey that have like uh, annoyed me, uh, and, I, and I think we'll because because we don't want I don't want to get into any any crazy gameplay spoilers. We'll we'll talk about that towards the end. That's made me uh, be like, oh wow, you know I'm I'm kind of shocked by by all the tens based on the a couple of the, the pain points I've like rubbed up against so far, but at the same time all the stuff that's good is oh is so darn good oh my goodness um and especially the scope of the game it, it, it what's impressed me the most is is yeah this is so much bigger than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right totally like
1: i mean we know the sky and the underground but they are really important to the feeling of scope like it mm-hmm. does feel a lot bigger with those areas added um
2: yeah and it, this isn't like skyward soar sword sky either. It's like no, it's it's like meaningful, <laughs> Breath of the Wild gameplay just on, you know, ten thousand feet in the sky <laughs> instead now. Um, I love this.
1: I love it. I love the sky. Every time I'm in the sky, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I, the vi- just also visually, the way the sky feels is so good.
0: I mean, honestly, both the underground and the sky have such a. Significant contrast in terms of design to the actual mainland Hyrule, it really makes them feel unique and like their own little experiences. So exploring them feels extra rewarding because of that. I feel.
2: Yeah, and and also too, like I want to get your guys' opinions on this. As far as the exploring of mainland Hyrule, uh, I've been like, what's old is new again <laughs> here. Like I really don't feel like oh I've seen all this before. Like when I'm on the <laughs> when I'm just, you know, trotting around or going from place to place. Yeah, there's places I recognize, but they're either dealing with some new problem um caused by the, the, the two new areas acting amongst in the sky in the depths. Uh or there's just notable or like the notable gameplay or systemic changes just make traversing the mainland high roll just more interesting or different enough than breath of the wild to yeah. make it unique and worthwhile
0: i think i agree with that i've played hundreds of hours of the original breath of the wild and yet this is still making me feel like this is the first time i'm exploring these areas there's it just feels different i don't know if it's all the uh, the chasms opening up or the debris that's landing on just the, uh, on the surface but it just feels very different um I think the enemy the enemy variety as well the fact that there are there are actual caves so there's new points of exploration there's just a oh, lot that contributes to even the surface feeling completely different from the original game
1: well and also like resource collecting now is so much more important and incentivized because of fusion and all these things that Taking a detour to just get some ore or get some blah, whatever you know, X item is actually like super beneficial to you. Uh, and where the, after a while, brother, the while you know it's like, it it either needs to be the stronger weapon
2: or I'm out. Like, yeah, like I, I that's the best part. The probably the single best mechanic of the new game is, is fusing and specifically fusing weapons to other ra- weapons and arrows to other random objects in your arsenal. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh because th- the amount of random crap I'm like ecstatic <laughs> for is just insane. Like I'm like, "Oh yeah, keys eyeballs." Heck yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> those exactly. Are great. Like, whereas in Breath of the Wild, there was a lot of kind of random whatever collectibles, and they all served their purpose. But for the most part, as Tom said, if you weren't directly looking for the three items necessary to upgrade your gear of choice, th- most of that stuff would just went in the inventory and you completely forgot about it. Um, where here, everything has like a meaningful use case, because you can equip it in battle or attach it to a weapon. Um, well, because th- properties.
1: I feel like, th- and maybe I'll get your opinions on this. This game's hard. Mm-hmm. Like all, all the you know, all the like they made these these kind of resources valuable not just because of the, the mechanic, but because you need them. Because <laughs> combat is pretty difficult in this game. Uh, I find it much more difficult than Breath of the Wild, and I'm you know I played Breath of the Wild. I played on master Like I'm. I'm not going to say I'm good at this game, but <laughs> I I have experience with it, and I feel like the progression of that early RPG-esque progression where you're, that early game is really difficult and tough and survival almost, I feel it a lot yeah. in this game, even more than Breath of the Wild. I was going to I, say,
0: like tied to that difficulty material aspect, the game definitely does feel harder than Breath of the Wild, and I think another way that... Uh, it benefits from this is that it feels a lot more necessary to be cooking food to me at least i found a a, a, a lot more situations where i really want to have a wide array of meals ready beforehand that can just pop out a moment's notice like now for instance there's a meal that lets you climb wet surfaces which is
2: insane that is so i unlocked that today I am yeah. not dead today. It's amazing. Oh, it's awesome.
0: And so because of this, because there's so many more meal effects and the game being more difficult, you're more incentivized to be making more meals, which is already something where you're interacting with the system more than the original. Because in the original, really, all you needed to do was cook, like, uh, extra hard food, extra stamina food, and you were good. Here, there's so much more. And because there's so much more, you're also gathering more materials. And that in itself is making you explore the world and interact with it more
2: and and also too to add on top of that nicholas because cooking is definitely more important but also the items that you use for elixirs or whatnot are monster horns and other monster parts that you also want to equip on your weapons (laughs) so you also need to make a meaningful choice now with like your bokoblin horns and um your lizards and all this all this stuff because everything is multi everything's multi-purpose now um which I, it just makes the game way more interesting to play because you're constantly making decisions uh, even when you're not directly in combat.
0: Yeah, it's just, just more layers on top of layers on top of layers, which funnily enough is also just how you explore the game now.
1: It, and, you know, I haven't verbalized any of these thoughts or heard anyone talk about them, you know, because I'm you know, away from the reviews and I'm just playing this game, but now that we're talking about it, i am like even more excited about it now because it's like, man, that's right, like everything is really <laughs> folding in it. It feels like, if, and to back to my earlier query about 10 out of 10, it feels like this will really recontextualize Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10s as like, oh, that's a very different game. I'm not going to say that this game replaces it by any means, not going to go there at all, but it's just so interesting how the world built in Breath of the Wild seems <laughs> like
2: this game is actually leveraging it more. It's like, to me, I-, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is, like, is kind of like the evolution of man. Where like Breath <laughs> of the Wild was very much like, oh, let's go explore nature. Let's be one with the wild. Very limited tool set. Uh, kind of just pick, pick up the garbage you find on the ground and, and use it to its extent, and then it breaks or whatever. And now, Link's making tools. You know, now he he unlocked mankind's ability to to craft items, and yeah. make tools and now he's um, making a mech. Yeah. I can't, I can't he's wait. He's making to, machines. Like... He's making machines and vehicles that move and fly. Uh,
1: I can't uh, wait till the, the 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 third game, Legend of Zelda 2001: A Space Odyssey, where <laughs> where we open the pod bay doors. How kind of like. Uh, a sequel to this one because yeah I totally agree I never thought about it that way but you're totally right like uh, all this kind of even rocket ships and all these machines yeah you're that's funny and and like the rebuilding of civilization too that had been kind of on teetering on the edge in Breath of the Wild now it's like there's some more kind of growth there it does seem like the world's healing in a way
2: Yeah, do we know how many years since the events of the end of Breath of the Wild in this game? I I couldn't really tell.
0: Yeah, I haven't come across anything in-game mentioning it, and I don't think they've talked about it outside of the game at all.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, Link and Zelda more or less look the same. I mean, Link's obviously got longer hair, and Zelda's cut her hair. But, I mean, other than that, they look basically the same. But also, the events of Breath of the Wild happen a hundred years before... Like the true events of that <laughs> yeah, game squad. Right. So
1: time is a, 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 a not much of a thing in, in these
2: games. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, games awesome. I mean, I'm sure everyone, I'm sure most people out there. Yeah, agree, and yeah, well,
1: again, I want, w- I want to get into like brass tacks later on too. <laughs> I want to talk about some some juicy stuff um, when we when we key that in, the, in later of the show, but. I think, I don't know, I, I think for now, yeah, game's awesome, believe the hype, I guess, especially, but go into it with a mindset of what you're going to get into, I think some people are like, I think Zelda's different than what it has been historically, and this is even more so that, and you, I think there needs to be an openness to that, I guess, of like taking your time, slowing down, and build, playing with toys again, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way of viewing it, but... We're definitely going to be talking a little bit more about the game later during the refresh rate. Uh, For now, let's move on to a few more different topics. Um, Firstly is that we have Nintendo's financial results. These come out every few months. And, I mean, there's a whole bunch of numbers. Uh, (laughs) Some more interesting ones. For instance, the Switch is at 125 million units sold. Just about. So... It's slowly climbing up there. Um, I believe it has to get to 155-ish to be able to become the first like best-selling console ever. Yeah, to beat PS2. Yes. Uh, who knows if it'll get there, uh, particularly because uh, Nintendo's president was talking in interviews following these results, and it was talking about how it's becoming tough to maintain the Switch's sales momentum. Uh, as the years go by, we're in the seventh year of the system's lifespan, which is quite a lot, and it's becoming uh, harder and harder to be selling these systems. Um, So, you know, I I don't know if we're going to be able to reach that number. That's something that people have been talking about a lot, is can the Switch actually get to the PS2's level of sales? And I'm not quite sure if that's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I... I don't know. It's tough. I, I think it's probably going to... P- I don't know. Me personally, I think it'll probably peter out before it surpasses um, PlayStation 2. But it's also worth noting that like PlayStation 2 in its time in the market was also a DVD player that cost hundreds of dollars less than buying a traditional DVD player. So whereas a good majority of PlayStation 2s were bought by people to watch movies, people who buy Switches were specifically buying it to game. So while it's not quite as imp- uh, as big as of a number as PS2, it is still extremely impressive for being a more or less exclusive gaming machine. Right,
0: it, yeah. It has a bit or more value in that
2: regard. Um,
0: it is also worth noting that, according to the president, we're not going to be getting any new hardware this fiscal year. So no sequel Switch, no, si- no Switch Pro, uh, which, if that is the case, that would be another year of... The Switch kind of being sold without people getting distracted from it. Uh, That being said, what do you guys think about this? Because there's been a lot of speculation over the last few months about new hardware coming out. uh, Some speculation even about it coming out this holiday season. And
1: this kind of just seems to shoot that down. Yeah, I mean, mean, unless he's lying. (laughs) Uh, Which maybe Nintendo might do, but... I believe him, Uh, especially with a game like this, you know, we just spent like 20 minutes talking about, (laughs) like, Steers of the Kingdom um, coming out just, just recently, and they're not doing that, like, you know, Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild thing. This will give it some momentum. I imagine sales will have an uptick from this game, and with Pokemon last year, I mean, it's not like there's nothing that's... And I, I don't think the sales include Tears of the Kingdom at all, right? The, any bump that comes from that. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Nintendo knows exactly what the next system is, and it probably is ready to go, like ready to be announced if they want to, but they're, they're going to coast as long as they can. I right. feel like. Right. And
0: it is going to be a bit of a different situation from the Switch's announcement because they also talked about this a little where them announcing the uh, the switch or the nx as it was first referred to so early was a special case it was because they had just announced some of their mobile efforts and they wanted to they wanted people to realize that they weren't completely going to pivot into the mobile market and were still going to maintain a console presence and also it was probably because the wii u was doing so poorly that it's not like announcing a new system was going to cannibalize sales anyways
1: yeah the, yeah the, exactly switch still selling Wii U at that point. uh what was that announced early 2015? i mean frankly did it ever start selling? <laughs> I think like what like the big release when NX was announced was like Pokken tournament like you know like the completely yeah. different context
0: yeah it's it's just very different so uh we'll see we'll see how the switch does. We'll see when we do eventually get a new system if that's announced. Um, There were other reports that said development is progressing and that product launch won't happen until next spring at the earliest, which would probably line up with what uh, Furukara is saying here, but we'll see. Um, In the meantime, another thing that they were talking about was the Mario movie, because apparently no one can stop talking about
1: that. It's just doing so well. (laughs) too well. I'm going to say too well. Tuba? I'm going to say it's doing too well. <laughs> I'm officially on the record it's it's now uh, jump the shark of sales to too well. <laughs> Watch out Nintendo Tom is coming. Uh, I am nervous. <laughs> uh but Go ahead Sam. I interrupted Sam. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, oh no, I just wanted to, to state that I liked the Mario movie. I wasn't on the podcast when y'all discussed it, but I like I liked the Mario. <laughs> Good. Movie. We have a believer. Uh- <laughs> I had fun at the Mario... I had a good time at the Mario movie. Um, <laughs> I was not offended by anything in the Mario movie, aside nope. from maybe like Beastie Boys or something. But,
1: <laughs> but um, Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. but So yeah, the movie's been uh, performing really well, and they were talking about the success a little bit more. Um, some basic things, basically just talking about how it's an opportunity for people of all ages, uh, some of the revenue they are getting for that, the fact that uh, this isn't going to completely pivot... Their direction in terms of development, but they are considering making more ventures in uh, terms of visual content, which is interesting. And also kind of lines up with uh, another interview that happened a a few days later uh, where people had asked uh, Eiji Aonua, the director for the Legend of Zelda series, if he would like to see a Legend of Zelda movie. And he said, essentially, yes. That's not in his control whether he decides if something like that is made, but would he like to see one? Yes. Uh, Which kind of I mean, that's interesting. Uh, Zelda is probably one of the biggest franchises that's brought up in terms of getting a movie after Mario. So it would make a lot of sense for that to be something that
2: they would start thinking about. It just seems impossible. (laughs) Yeah? It just seems like... Because with Mario, Mario is such a malleable character. I mean, look at his own own games and how different he is as a character from the platformers to the RPGs um, to the different R- R- Mario RPGs from Super Mario RPG to Paper Mario, R- RP- Paper Mario to uh, Mario and Luigi. You know, Mario is all pretty different in like the tone and the nature of the, the narrative and stuff it is different in all of his games. But because he's Mario, it just works. Where like with Zelda, Zelda's a lot more like slender in like aesthetic and scope and style, and like I don't know if Illumination is gonna be able to cut <laughs> uh, it. Sam,
1: <laughs> Sam, I was talking to a friend about this exact thing, and I, I, my point was, um, the a Mario movie didn't have to be good to be good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where a Zelda movie needs to be good to be good, you know, like it, it's a whole different level. Uh, you know, you can't. You know, with the Mario movie, yeah, it can just kind of be silly and dumb and fun, and well, yeah, whatever. Everyone, yeah, have a good time. Zelda movie is the, It's like it's like fantasy. You know, it's a whole different genre that I would imagine would be more difficult to pull off. Right. I think I agree
0: with you guys. It's definitely you would need different components, and it has far more of a structure, uh, like you were saying, Sam. So it's kind of harder to map that onto any other movie, like any other. Any other studio in terms of what they would do for
1: something like that? Unless, like, you got like an anime studio, right? Maybe. Or something. Yeah. So, like Ghibli or whatever. Obviously, not <laughs> Ghibli, literally, but like, you know, animation is more malleable, but like the illumination style animation seems very like how do you make that f- a, an epic fantasy like tale? Right. What would you guys want to see out of an eventual
0: Mario movie? Is there anything you'd want to know in terms of, like, plot or characters? Do you mean Zelda?
1: Oh, yeah, sorry.
0: In terms of Zelda movie. Uh, But, yeah, like, plot, characters, do people actually talk? Um, Whether it be animated, live action, etc.
1: I mean, my ideal would be, like, a Ghibli-esque, like, animated feature film um, that is just Link walking around doing Zelda stuff. Uh, But I don't know.
0: I mean, He's cutting grass, attacking chickens. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like I feel like I'd prefer like a television series. I guess <laughs> uh, for Zelda,
0: but I Tom, know. we already have a Zelda television series. Haven't you seen it?
2: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> you know, Heat. I don't even I don't even want the Zelda movie. I want the Star Fox Thunderbird style <laughs> movie. We have talked about this before. That's what <laughs> I want. Or I want I want Donkey Kong Bongo tournament. Karate movie. Live action Donkey Kong bongo music contest. <laughs> it's like sing, but for Donkey Kong. <laughs> Boy, Donkey Kong characters. Oh. I would. Okay, Illumination, Perfect Studio, Donkey Kong sing crossover. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Sam, is there anything um, you would like in terms of Zelda movie or even just, I guess, other Nintendo properties? If there's yeah, any I think other- a wave
2: race movie would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a. Gr-
2: that's, oh, that's like a great
1: pick. <laughs> that's a great pick. Uh,
2: that's I like agree. Because cu- I was thinking of like because a lot of the big Nintendo series that you know we all love here on this podcast, like you know like Zelda or, or Metroid, they're kind of complicated. Like you can't just <laughs> like like you can't just like do a, a Metroid movie or do a Zelda movie and just expect it to work out. Um, but like I don't know, I think a Kirby movie could be cool because you also got to think Illumination—they got the bag. They gotta be the ones Kirby's, who who Kirby's who, who deliver who deliver the goods here. So I gotta I gotta also fit IP that like fit their vibe. I think a Kirby movie would be cool. I think a Splatoon movie could actually be pretty Ooh. cool. Any yeah. any of the series Pikmin? where the narrative is pretty open, yeah, Pikmin I think could be really fun. Although. Probably you'd have to do like Pikmin three or something like that because well I don't know, you, Pik- I,
1: to, I don't think it would be based on a game. but I think we'd have a character that talks though, right? Like a little little kid who meets Pikmin or whatever, and it'd be like a, it'd be like <laughs> the Illumination of Doctor Seuss movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I mean,
0: it could work. There's a lot of different franchises they could pull from if they want to make more movies. Um, would either if you want like a Smash Brothers style crossover movie eventually? Like say we get a half dozen movies from a whole bunch of different franchises, would you want something that brings them all together?
1: I must admit, like we've been we've been making up things. My my wish is that there is no more Nintendo movies. I don't want them. I don't <laughs> want that future. I don't want my Nintendo IP to become another Marvel cinematic universe of film and everything else. Uh, that's what I. That's what I was jokingly saying that Mario movie sold too well or <laughs> made too much money because I am a little nervous about like it becoming a, a pillar that distracts maybe right in the future from, the game part of it. Right.
0: I think that's valid to an extent. Although I wouldn't be too worried about it. I guess detracting from the games because I have a really hard time seeing Nintendo just stop focusing on those. But I do. I do get the fear. I would not want them to start producing. Uh, games based on their movie adaptations, like Street Fighter, the movie, yeah, movie game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what came to mind. Something like that for like Mario or Zelda, I would be a little afraid of.
2: Yeah, I can't, I can't let my one Mario game every half decade be be the the Mario
0: movie, two D Mario, two <laughs> <Game>. D <laughs> Mario game, but it's just based on the Mario movie visually. Like that would be. Interesting would certainly be a word for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said it. Um, no, I, I'm I'm kind of with with Tom. I, I'm I, I'm sick of just I'm sick of IP movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's 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 getting too much for me. I, again, I had my I had a fun time with the the, the Mario movie, uh, but I, I, don't, I we can leave Smash for the video games, right?
0: I actually agree with that. I think I wouldn't mind seeing more Nintendo movies, especially if they're made by different studios, so they all have kind of a different feel to them. But I wouldn't really want a Smash Brothers-style movie. That feels... That would feel a little bit forced, I think. Yeah. 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 But it's gonna happen. It's gonna (laughs) happen, unfortunately. It might. It depends on what we see. I mean, given everything that's been happening on the Marvel side, it seems like those kind of big crossover movies might not be as common... Because that hasn't really been working after uh, Endgame has come out. So that might fall out of fashion. You know, oh,
1: the only like, reason I say that because of the multiverse narrative part of the Mario movie. It's just it's there. They want it. They can do it. <laughs>
2: they're setting it up. Oh, no. <laughs> setting it up.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I anyway. Guess so. I
0: guess we'll just have to see. Um, in the meantime, though, let's talk about uh, more games. And these might be less exciting announcements because it's games... Not coming out when they're supposed to, sadly. So, uh, first up on the list is Hollow Knight Silksong, the much-beloved game that has yet to release.
1: (laughs) Um, Hollow Knight
2: Silksong delayed. What's next, Nicholas? You're gonna tell me the sky is blue?
1: (laughs) You're gonna gonna tell me the water's wet? You're gonna tell me there's no Switch Pro? (laughs) (laughs) Now, to be fair, the game didn't exactly get delayed.
0: Uh, Team Cherry was working on it and they were planning internally to launch it within the first half of 2023 they never made an actual release date announcement to my understanding
2: uh, but it was in the uh, Xbox uh, Game Showcase in 2022 in right. which they claimed all games would be coming out in the last 12 months although well, their first part yes. just didn't hit that so uh, I'm not going to hold uh, Team Cherry to that standard right.
0: either um, well, regardless of that, the game's not coming out first half 2023 anymore, uh, but development is still continuing. Apparently, everything is still going well, so, you know, look forward to whenever that comes out. And honestly, I'm just glad that they actually are providing an update, because I think that's what really drove fans up the wall, uh, in terms of the wait for Silksong, is that there were so many long periods of time where they just never mentioned anything. <laughs> Like, not even the smallest, like, oh, yes, development is continuing, we'll have more to talk about later, just nothing. So the fact that now, they're actually speaking up, uh, is good.
1: <laughs> now, this is a game initially conceived from a Kickstarter bonus, like, game. Like, it was supposed to be just a thing, right? I believe it was supposed to be a DLC for the
0: original y- Hollow Knight.
1: Ex- yeah, exactly. And now, I'm expecting, and I know, I, I've you know, I've covered the preview stuff for this game. I'm expecting a not not like i i just what i can see through the previous not that I, they have to do this as a fan i'm expecting this game to be like like we're talking about tears of the kingdom just in like unfathomably larger than the original game mm-hmm. i think this is going to be an insanely big game and complex systematically intricate like game um I know. I know. Like in previews, they the the one of the creators compared it to Castlevania, like Lords of Shadows, and and just like how like you know like the you beat the game one way and then hope that like the game inverts on you and you have to do it again and like there's this big tower. Like they they kind of compared it to that scale and it's just like I think they're just going for it. They're like, look, we're gonna make a game. We, you know, we're going to make it the way we want to if we can afford to, and we can, so we're going to do it that, right. this way. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that's actually something they had talked about, and part of
0: the reason why the game took so long is that um, Hollow Knight is just such a praised indie. It's one of the most well-known Metroidvania in recent years, and the team felt a lot of pressure to try and make something that was just better than that. <laughs> Uh, and because of that, it's that kind of mentality of, no, we always have to do more. Like, you know, we've done this much, but this isn't enough. We have to go further and further and further, which has led to the game just taking so long in terms of development.
2: Yeah, do you guys know how long the uh, original Hollow Knight was in development for? Uh,
1: like, how many
2: years? I'm not do they ever sure. say in, like, an interview Well, or it's a
1: little vague because it's. I think it initially was, like, a game jam thing that where the character came from. So it is like a vague time span. Um, yeah. The game jam was from 2013. Yeah. Um, and then they like, and then they like announced the Kickstarter and it was a few years after that, that the game came out on steam.
0: Yeah. The Kickstarter but, was 2014, I believe. And then the game released in 2017. So probably somewhere between three to four years of development.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So they've been, they've been cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: I mean they've been working on that longer than uh the Zelda team's been working on Breath of the Wild or sorry, on Tears of the Kingdom. So not to raise expectations, but man, this game is probably gonna be pretty darn good when it comes out.
1: And I, I again yeah, take your time I don't it doesn't matter, right? As as Miyamoto once said, blah 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 blah, right? You know like, <laughs> Take your time, stupid <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm totally fine with this. Uh, not 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 sad. Not sad. I, I obviously want to play it, but I'm gonna have my hands full for a little while. <laughs> just so a little. I, think, bit, I yeah. think this is a smart decision on their end um, to just keep the game under you know until there's a little more breathing room, yep. perhaps. It'll come when it comes. As long as they
0: actually give semi regular updates on the game status, so the fans don't go too feral. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, moving on from that, the other delay we have to talk about is for Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, yes, that game already released on every other system, uh, but on Switch, it was, sl- it was slated to release July 25th, and now it's been delayed to November. Game is still supposed to come out, uh, but they're just working on it a little bit longer to create the best possible experience. Um... I still don't understand how this is real and how this isn't a cloud version. To be honest,
2: just cancel it. <laughs> yeah, so, so let, me, let me ask. Like, let's, let's just let's let me just ask it straight. Straight. This coming out or not? <laughs> is this gonna keep getting delayed, delayed, delayed till we just forget about uh, I, it? I or is is it actually gonna come out? I think they have enough
0: resources because this is Warner Brothers, right? Like, if they want this to come out, it will come out. Um, It's not like something like, say... um, What was the Marvel game that we talked about a few weeks ago that ended up getting cancelled? The, like, tactical RPG Marvel game. Uh, Dark Suns, uh, I think? um, Midnight Suns? Midnight Suns, thank you. That got delayed, but that also didn't do particularly well in sales, to my understanding. So it's not like there was too much of a cost there. But Hogwarts Legacy is just doing... Has done very well. It's reviewed pretty well. Uh, A lot of fans of the game have really liked it, so I think there's more of an incentive to try and release a Switch version and just kind of grab that particular
1: audience. Yeah, but just make a cloud version, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just go for the cloud. This is a Watch Dogs Wii U moment, okay? (laughs) This game has no business on the Switch. Um, And I, I have difficulty... I don't know, imagining how it would work natively, because they're developing it for the Switch, you know, for the Switch for real. Um, and it's not a game that, like, I don't know, it's a very taxing game on modern hardware. So, I don't know, what, what do you think, Sam?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I played it, I played the game when it came out on, on my computer, and it ran pretty pretty horribly on, on my <laughs> 2070 Super graphics card, so so that does definitely does not bode well. Um... For for the Switch, however, I will say, um, this game, uh, didn't just sell well; it sold extremely well. Uh, it's already outsold uh, the Elden Ring, um, which I think is at like seven. Wait, actually,
0: isn't Elden Ring at like twenty million?
2: Yeah. Oh my. Harry Potter's a big deal. Right, right. Yeah. The (laughs) most the most recent recent number I can find is from uh, May fifth, uh, fifteen million. Okay, top wow. 50 million and i'm sure that's going to continue to grow so there's definitely huge and with the switches as we talked about earlier 125 million um unit uh unit user base they definitely want to get this game out there on switch because there's a lot of people who are who are you know casual gamers who maybe not don't have a xbox or a playstation uh but they do have a switch because they got animal crossing during the pandemic or a uh, myriad oh, of reasons. They like Mario Kart. Their <laughs> friends got convinced them you're, to get it. You're so right.
1: Like you're like actually smart. And I'm just like, cancel it. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is like, you're so right. Anyway, continue.
2: It's well, I, I just, I just say this because th- this is why this game is like, no, we're totally doing it guys. We're totally going to do it. Um, and you know, I will say this to, to the game's defense of maybe being not too horrible. Typically the third party games that get switch ports where it's a dedicated port like this that comes out months or years after the fact like Witcher 3 or um Doom Doom thank you typically pretty high quality um typically pretty pretty high quality ports for the for the system Yeah
1: but mm-hmm. but there are games also like um what's not it's not Doom, it's the other one. Wolfenstein two native port, but really struggled. Like the the newer and bigger that the games get, the more like recent they are. It 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 still like wasn't it doesn't feel like enough. You know, like it still oh, doesn't feel I, like enough.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd definitely wait. You gotta wait for reviews <laughs> on this. Wait for the port reports on this one <laughs> before right. you drop your sixty phones. Uh, 60. You think it's 60? Oh, will it be 70 on Switch? You really? Think I can't be imagine they Switch? would do 70 Zel- on Switch.
1: They did 70 on every other console, and Zelda ripped the Band-Aid off for the Switch.
2: <sighs> I mean, but, hold on. Let, do we know what Pikmin Force price? Is? That is. 60. That's the real 60. gun. That's, that's the real smoking gun. Yeah, but that's Nintendo. We're
1: talking about Warner Brothers here.
2: I mean, I, <sighs> oh man, I don't know if if people are gonna bite for a third party. I mean Zelda. I mean people were, 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 were you know namin up a storm online about uh, Zelda being seventy bucks, and that's Zelda, and they bought it anyways. But they were still begrudgingly upset about but it. But so I- is this
1: is this the first third party seventy dollar game on Switch, from a like a game that came out on other consoles at seventy? Is this the first Switch game, of that kind? I feel like it would be, right?
2: Oh, man. I, we if have it to is, see. that port better good. <laughs> <I don't laughs> know, maybe
1: a, sp- a sports game, maybe? Is a sports game? I, I don't I, think anything I, else is want, uh, $70 on Switch. What's, yeah. uh,
2: what's MLB The Show 23? Uh, is that, but, that, but is that game 70 No, it's $60 on, yeah, like,
1: on... No, but is that game 60 period? Yes. Yeah. No, and on, on, on PS5? Oh, um...
2: It says, MLB? so on PS5, MLB The Show 23 is $69. Okay. Wow. But on Switch and on last-gen, so how oh, it works last is all gen. the last-gen okay. systems, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, are typically still at 60 So this
0: will be 60 mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I don't know. Okay.
0: We'll see. Uh, still, I still don't know why it's not a cloud version. I wonder if that's just optics for sales. But regardless, um, this is still going to come out. <laughs> Wait for it a little bit longer, but... Um, Enjoy wizarding when you can. (laughs) Uh, Now let's move on to what came out this week. Um, Or sorry, let's talk about some of the games that were announced this week. Just some of the things in terms of release dates and whatnot. Uh, First on the list, uh, Dordogne, I think is how you pronounce that. (laughs) Uh, I believe this was a little game showed off during one of the last several indie worlds. And it's like a little 3D watercolor adventure game. Uh, you're a little girl that kind of is journeying around the French countryside and just kind of talking to people, dealing with their plop, dealing with their problems, collecting photos. Um, just very kind of chill, relaxing experience. Uh, personally, this one's kind of interesting to me because I grew up in France. So having oh, a yeah. game that kind of has this representation of the French countryside, even if it's not exactly where I grew up, it's still something that's pretty close to me. And I'm curious how exactly that's going to be represented, and it's also just fun to see that in uh, some form of media because it's not something I get to see very often in a video game.
1: Yeah, this is t- totally. I remember this being announced. Totally, Boku no Natsu Yasumi vibes, right? <laughs> Summer vacation in the in the you know, countryside of some, and you know these pre some of these pre rendered background screens, you know, and you're talking with people and just kind of experiencing life and. So th- that's always good. And I, I, and that's a great influence to take from. That's a, a rare type of genre we don't get very much. But this one does seem to be more heavily like narr- narrative-based. There's seems to be more of a linear kind of structure narrative to it. Maybe even some more drama. But, yeah, it looks gorgeous. And a game like that, we need more games like that. I wonder if it is like explicitly inspired by that uh, or just <laughs> reading into it.
0: I mean, possibly. I know i think these are french developers and i think france has a pretty big like uh there's a lot of japanese culture that people are fond of in france so i could absolutely see that being a direct influence um regardless i think the game looks great just visually like you mentioned it's also beautiful uh this will now be releasing uh, june 13th so we have a final release date for that uh look forward to it in a few weeks um, second on the list is Hello Good Boy uh, this is a wholesome adventure game which as you can probably guess by the name is based around a boy and his dog and I don't know that I really need to say anything else to sell you on it because there's a good boy
1: <laughs> there's also uh, wire puzzles from Spider-Man PS4 <laughs> in it, and so <laughs> Not sure about that, but other than that, yeah. There's a lot of good boys in this game. Well, one specific good boy. I think there's probably... There might
0: be some other uh, good folk. Goose folk. Good folk. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it looks cute. A uh, little dog. There's some light puzzle solving. It's an adventure game. Um, it's going to be releasing on May 25th this month. Um, it looks real cute. <laughs> I don't know if, I, if either of you have dogs or... Are big dog people, but I think for anyone out there who is, just having a game where you have an actual puppy dog talking to you is already just super enticing.
1: Yeah, this is, since you can't pet the dog still in Tears of the Kingdom, spoilers, (laughs) this might fill that hole. I don't know why they won't let you do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah,
0: so uh, next on the list is Fights in Tight Spaces, which... Already I love the name, but uh this is also a super cool looking game. Uh it's a deck building <laughs> like tactical RPG that has a sort of super hot aesthetic in terms of how the characters are represented and moving on screen. And they're you're basically <laughs> playing an RPG where you are John Wick and you're Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right? So like, I, I, I could speak to this game. So this game's been on PC for a while. It's super interesting. Uh, as you said, it's got a uh, super hot aesthetic, like like very like pitch black uh, character silhouettes on, in like a white like office or arena, and yeah, basically you s- more or less got it right. Yeah, it's a turn-based uh, RPG where you're given a, a deck of cards, and each deck of card re- represents a move or ability that you're able to to perform with your character. So basically, you select your move, and then it kind of plays out. Um, I, I believe it will play out in like real time with the other uh enemies on the map doing their move and it basically yeah you're kind of like choreographing a john wick uh fight with um with a with, with a deck of cards so it's like a bit of like uh, like slay the spire meets uh like super hot <laughs> um it, it's it's uh it's pretty cool i've uh i've seen some uh, some gameplay online i've yet to actually give it a shot for myself yeah but it does look very very cool
0: i believe doesn't have a feature where once you finish an encounter you can play back everything you've done in it in real time
2: yeah you play it back in right. real time and it, it all goes yeah very it's very cool yeah
0: very just very cool concept very stylish um it's also the kind of game that just works very well on switch being like a little portable experience with all these bite-sized fights uh, looks very neat and that's coming to the system on may 25th so only a few weeks for that uh, last in terms of announcements is cyber citizen shockman so oh. if you've heard of this game before that's because it is a TurboGrafx 16 game that is being ported onto switch and in doing so it's also releasing in the west for the very first time uh, it's an action platformer uh, it comes with a few you know, usual features that you'd expect from an old game re-release, so things like a CRT filter, uh, fast-forward features, rewind, all the typical things. Uh, in general, I just think this is neat because it's always cool when you get these older games that have never had a chance to come outside of Japan that finally release on modern systems. I think uh, a month or two ago, there was something similar with Assault Suits Vulcan, it was an SNES game that similarly was only in Japan, and it got a Western localization that came to Switch, and that was the first time the game had released there. Or, correction, there it, had, it was the first time the game had released completely um, uncensored. The original game had gotten like some modifications in terms of the script, uh, but here that was the first time Western fans had been able to experience the game, quote-unquote, purely. And similarly here, this is the first time people in the West will be able to just genuinely experience this game
2: love it. Yeah, I uh I love this. We definitely need to, to see more uh retro uh Turbo Graphics and other consoles uh uh get their games out there on uh, on Switch and other modern platforms as well. I'm Tur- I'm a I'm big big fan of ha- being able to play old stuff on modern hardware. Well, and, so, the,
1: and PC Engine and Turbo Graphics is like a big blind spot too for the West. Like a huge like important legacy of the games industry is like just missing.
0: Yeah, so this releasing is just super cool, and hopefully we get more things in line with this. Uh, it's coming out this week, May 19th, so... And the
2: price? Super reasonable and respectable at five ninety nine. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's the kind yeah, the of price you dir- would want from these older games, where it's enough for them to still be worth, you know, still be worth releasing, but it's not so much that it's just asking... Way too much from the consumer.
1: Yeah, yeah, Vulcan I think was more expensive, but that was M two I believe. So there's a premium you're paying for when they when they take up a project. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So this is super neat. That's all. That's most of the the bigger game announcements this week. Uh, there has not been too much because well, <laughs> there was something else that happened this week that took up a lot of people's attentions, as we mentioned before. Um, similarly, there also have not been too many big game releases this week, because I don't think there's many people out there, uh, that would want to be completely overshadowed by Tears of the Kingdom. But there's still a few brave souls that put out games this week that we can talk about. (laughs) Uh, so first is Despot's Game, uh, and honestly, I don't know what to think of this one. It just looks very unique. Uh, it's a strategy action adventure seems almost pikmin like in terms of how you gather a whole bunch of smaller minions and you go fight these monsters in a dungeon um it has a pretty neat aesthetic it's a little a little bit on the horror side i guess uh it's a roguelite so for fans of the genre this is something else you can look at and like i said it does seem to have a pretty unique premise
1: Look, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I didn't. I've never heard of this before. I'm just looking at this. This looks awesome, like <laughs> visually. Like it looks really good, and apparently, uh, Steam agrees uh, as this game's been out there and it's reviewed pretty well on there. So this actually is like a real release that unfortunately came out this week, um, because I think this is actually like worth checking out.
0: Yeah, on Steam, it's referred to as a dystopian battle simulator. So I love make
1: it, make it, that what I you love the love. look.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, what it, I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the, the Switch description also has a, a, a fun choice line. My game is about strategy and praying to Jesus, not mashing buttons. So if that sounds up your alley, uh, Despo's game. Yep. <laughs> uh, next up
0: on the list is TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 3, which I've never heard of these racing games before. Um,
2: I gotta be honest, this this game's not as good as a TT Isle of Man, right on the edge, too. Sorry.
1: You know, it really went downhill with three, you know, all the microtransactions and deals. They, really they really
2: took it too far. Uh. Well,
1: did you hear the director left, you know, and then it was a lot
2: of company turmoil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Osaka team, man. You can't trust them. Uh. The,
1: the Osaka team. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How rude! How rude of We're <laughs> work very hard in this game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a big there's an audience for this game that's very happy it's released and that the devs put in a lot of effort on it. Uh, I don't exactly know what it is. It seems like a motorcycle racing game. Uh, if you're looking for something in the genre, this might be something for you. Maybe the franchise is more well known to just the fans of this uh, this genre. I'm not particularly well-versed in racing games so i can't know for sure but uh this is pretty much a full price release it's valid, it's 50 bucks so i can
1: imagine there's probably a decent amount of content here
2: Mixed reviews on Steam, I, I just... Look, I
1: will look. say, I imagine the fans are on Series X or PS5 or Steam with this game, because it is like a simulation racer right. game. And I, I've talked about it before on this podcast that when I want to play a simulation racer, I want to feel the grit and the grind and the crunch and the grunt, and you're not going to get that on the Switch, unfortunately. I want to scrape get my
0: leg on the gravel.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I'll watch want... it... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm watching some gameplay on, on Steam right now of uh, f- the first person mode, and I'm like, yeah, this actually looks really awesome. But I don't, I don't expect the Switch to to be able to handle the the you know the 200 kilometers of open roads. You know? <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Uh, still something to look at if maybe you're interested in this style of game. I don't know that there are that many uh, simulation racers on the system. So if you want something new, something to look at, here you go. Um, third thing I want to mention, Murderous Muses. Uh, this is an FMV adventure game, uh, made by the same people who made, uh, the Shapeshifting Detective, if you know that. Uh, very neat game. I know, I've watched the Shapeshifting Detective played, and it was just very well done. In terms of a modern FMV, it was actually very immersive and interesting. Uh, this is, like I said, it was made from a similar team. It has a few more adventure components to it in terms of how you're actually exploring the environment um and other than that i mean it's an fmv game so yeah this actually looks pretty
2: niche yeah i'm watching the trailer right now this actually looks pretty cool because it's it's like it's an fmv mixed with like these section like these like playable first person sections where you like walk around and solve puzzles and like interact with other fmv objects It, it looks pretty pretty neat
0: Right. The fact that all of the FMV sections are contained to these sort of, like, interview-esque sections uh, kind of makes them feel more tied together. It makes it less, uh, contrast less with the actual gameplay because it's not this weird jarring shift. It's kind of contained to its own section of the game. Yeah. So those were the uh, recent releases for this week. And now we move on to the final segment of the show, Refresh Rate. In other words, uh, let's talk about Tears of the Kingdom some more. Uh, first, I do want to mention: Has anyone played anything other than Tears of the Kingdom this week that they would like to talk about?
2: No. In fact, I've I've had a, like. Crip! I don't know if you guys get this when when you're excited for a big game that's coming out, or or just really just want to the the new game. I just was not able to get involved in anything this week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I probably yeah I played three thousand games for two minutes trying to (laughs) trying to be happy Uh, until this game came out. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I mean, I did I did play Zelda One this week for the video that, Mm -hmm. that came out. Um. But. We've talked about Zelda One and Two. Enough on this podcast. <laughs> well,
0: jokes uh, on my you apology. because I'm going to talk about A Link to the Past. <laughs> well, that's Zelda uh, Three. That, so you're Z- good. Zelda Three. Yeah. Well, I. So yeah, I did uh, like you guys in the like day or two preceding Tears of the Kingdom. I really didn't play anything, uh, but I did finish Link to the Past this week because I did want to try and get all three of the first Zelda games done before Tears of the Kingdom came out because I've never actually beaten any of them. Uh, and link to the past was the last one, and I just finished it, so I was all prepped and ready for Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Gotta say, I really respect your journey on this, Nicholas, because you said you were gonna do it, and this was only a couple weeks ago, and you put your mind to it and you did it, and you did all three of them, and I, I'm I'm very impressed by that. Thank you. I don't. I, I, uh, that's <laughs> that's a rare quality these days to go back. Thanks. Uh, I was a
0: little terrified when Future Redeemed was essentially shadow dropped. I wouldn't have the time to do this. But thankfully that didn't take as long as I thought it would. Um. Anyways, enough about any other what, silly wait, games. Wait, what did you
1: think? What did oh, you think? Oh, yeah, what did you think, think of it
0: Mario was good. World... <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, See, you know, it's a classic Zelda game. Um no. I think it definitely holds up better than Zelda 1 to me, or at least it just appeals to to me personally more. Um I think I still would have enjoyed more if I wasn't under a bit of a time crunch because there were a few instances where rather than finding something organically, I just resorted to, to looking it up online because I just didn't have the time to be running around for several hours. Um, but overall, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I'm a big fan of the final boss's gimmick, not just being I turn invisible.
1: Haha. <laughs> Ganon's a little lame in Zelda One,
0: yeah. (laughs) But no, yeah. Overall, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, uh, it was a fun little game, and I'm glad that I finally got that checked off the backlog.
1: Yeah, well, we also like awesome. Like, how was your the experience overall? Like these first three out, like. Do you, how do you feel like this has recontextualized the series for you or recontextualized video games for you in any way? Because I felt like when I played, especially the the first game and then even the second game, you know, Sam and I are like notoriously like st- the, the biggest Zelda 2 fans in the world probably. Um, and they really like made me see vi- like a lot of games differently. I don't know. Did you feel like different... It's, it's uh, Anyway, yeah, did I think, you feel differently? I think that was definitely
0: the case for Zelda 1. Uh, that one definitely made me kind of appreciate a lot of the things that came later, and how that game was one of the first ones to do them. Uh, Zelda 2, I'm really glad I played, because I think that might still have been the one I enjoyed the most
1: out of the three. Oh, I love him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I figured you would like that. <laughs> you gotta... You gotta... You, I don't know. I, I don't want to take any credit, but I... I think people don't hear enough good things about the game mm-hmm. where people go in ready to enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I was like hyping it up for you. And I, I don't know. Maybe that helps. <laughs> I, I think it's, like a game, the mindset. it's
0: a game where you definitely need a little bit of assistance now and then just to have an idea of what to do and where. But right. the, just the uniqueness of it compared to every single other Zelda experience uh, just makes it that much more interesting. And seeing some elements from that game that ended up coming back in later games also just kind of makes you appreciate it that much more because it's this niche little black sheep of the franchise that still has managed to have an influence on future titles.
2: Yeah, I love Zelda 2 so much. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it looks like we're all Zelda 2 enjoyers now.
1: <laughs>
2: we're taking over.
1: It's a it's a virus. At this point. It's a movement. <laughs> It's a movement. I I agree. I agree, though. I think it is a movement, and I would argue that like, not until Breath of the Wild has combat felt as dynamic as Zelda Two, and I think the jump button is part of that, right? The jump button's in those two games because you have this freedom of combat, and so I, I think obviously Zelda, Breath of the Wild has a lot of Zelda One in it, right? Um, but Zelda Two in there too. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, I really I congrats Nicholas again. The backlog, the retro game, a lot of people just ignore it, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I respect the, the journey. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, anyways, <laughs> as much as I could talk
0: more about the older Zelda games, there's a recent one that I think we still want to rant about a little bit more, uh, and so this is probably when we're going to get a little bit more into spoilers, so if you don't want to hear anything about the game in terms of mechanics or story or anything... Uh, Tap out now. This is the la- the last thing we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode.
1: So yeah, and I would say like I, I would say I think I'm the farthest into the game. I'm probably I to give a real number. I'm probably like fifteen to twenty hours into it. Mm-hmm. But that number is a very weird number because I've probably seen cutscenes than everyone's seen because I picked a different cutscene. You know, mm-hmm. like so it's a vague fifteen hours. But this is for people who've been playing the game, right? You know, Since it came out, I, mean, I would say that's your safe. We None of us have beaten the game. We didn't get it early. So we're probably just as far as anyone who's playing the game a lot since it came yeah. out.
0: Yeah. I will say, I think one of the coolest things about this game, and I actually experienced this last night when I was talking to a friend, is the very like, school ground kind of, oh, where did you go? What did you do? What did you find kind of aspect to it? Because there's just so much to do in the game that... Uh, it's very easy to kind of fall into that where it's just you go in completely different directions, you experience things in completely different ways, and there's just so much kind of cross-sharing of information. Uh, I haven't experienced that in a game in pretty much like <laughs> since I was a kid, so that is super fun.
1: Yeah, I first thing I want to I want to ask both of you that opening. Session, because um, you, Nicholas, you're not as far, right? Like um, the 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 Sky Island, yeah. Right. So to, okay. So yeah. Like, to
0: be clear, uh, I've gone down to the surface. I've started going towards the west, towards Rito Village. Uh, I haven't gone there yet because I got distracted.
1: <laughs> I'm not even at Rito Village. I, I I refuse. They want mm-hmm. me to go to Rito Village. Oh, they want oh, me to become Tom. a newspaper reporter. I refuse. I have. Gone. You and
2: I are the same. You and I are the same people. I'm like, no, I'm going east. Well, nah. I can tell. I can tell the See, game wants me. I, there. I wasn't.
0: I wasn't done though because I started going that way, but then I looped around the entire rest of the map going clockwise. So I've I gotten almost every right. tower. <laughs> And I, awesome. see, okay. and I want have
1: gone
2: to
1: Rito Village yet. Ooh, I I am a tower player. I can't have a map on. I need to get every tower. Mm-hmm. I can't have a map with. With I hate the black <laughs> maps. You know, like I want to fill it in. I need oh. to fill in. So you I agree. Hate I'm with the you. Depths. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I know. I
2: love it. It's a. It's a very incentivizing thing to, to explore. Mm-hmm. I oh man that's that's awesome Tom I the way so the way I do the maps is I try to do as much as I can in the region and it's like oh man, no it's like oh then I'll get the map mm-hmm. and then I'll go around again and double check everything oh that's really oh. good
1: oh anyway what I was gonna ask is how do we feel about Sky Island the Great Sky Island whatever it's called yeah that opening the the Great Plateau equivalent two. yeah the Great <laughs> Plateau too like. Like narratively, like premise, story premise, yeah. I think. Honestly I, hear about. I like, yeah. I don't like it as much as the original. I think this
0: is part of the reason why at the very start of the game I was kind of not iffy, but I wasn't quite as big on it as the original, because I don't think the Great Sky Island is quite as good as the Great Plateau. And I think I narrowed that down to like three ish reasons. Uh one of which is the Great Plateau is just it's flat. It's very easy to get a lay of the mm. land. It's sectioned off into a whole bunch of very distinct and blatant biomes. So you always have an idea of like what's where, roughly. And it makes it very easy to kind of just navigate and get used to the game. Uh, in contrast, the Sky Islands are not that. There are a whole bunch of changes in elevation. There's not a huge variety in biomes. So it's just a lot harder to kind of get your bearings at the start of the game. Um, I think that kind of works against it in terms of it being like an opening area. Uh second of second of all, or secondly I guess, is that the Great Plateau it's flat and the Sky Islands are not. And that means that the Paraglider feels so much more important for the Sky Islands than it did and for the Plateau. Have it. <laughs> and you don't get the Paraglider until so much later. <laughs>
2: Nicholas, I felt the exact same way, brother. I felt the exact same way. Specifically, wh- the the section in which you get the final... I'm pretty sure it's recalls, the, the fourth one. You get the final one. You get at the top of the, mm-hmm, the right. ice peak. Um, You have to go from the top of the ice peak all the way back to the, the Tower of Time, and you can't warp from the... From the... The... Uh, Either the shrines. Yeah. yeah, you have yeah. to go back
0: there manually. So...
2: You have to walk back there, and it's like, oh, my goodness. So you have to find a way to, like, d. De- you have to do some stuff you just never have to worry about for the rest of the game of, like, oh, how do I go about, like, descending <laughs> walk this up to the end so of the funny. ledge and just press right. so, a. <laughs> I mean, I agree
1: with all your points, but that's funny because I, I, that last trek back, I, I had one of those glider birds. Yes. That took me right back to the Time I Well, island. what, what time, it is, I think, is you
0: college. ascend is the third ability you get, and then you go back to the Temple of Time. You get recall. Then you go back to the very starting area. Um, You get that shrine, and then from the shrine, you glide over to the Temple of Time again. Yeah.
2: Oh, I must have just totally missed the bird because yeah, I to I totally hot footed it back the way <laughs> I came. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, there's again, that, what, like,
1: about the game is so many different ways to attach it. But I agree, and I wanted to like. I think I think people that play this game and get into the sky island and are disappointed i don't even blame them right because it's the game slowing you down so much mm-hmm. from breath of the wild where great plateau you wake up you go like you just there's it's a clean slate it's new zelda it's done like you just go talk to the old man boom where this one it's like it's like like and i don't envy this task for the developers like we have to, like, uninstall un- Breath of the Wild <laughs> in the player. Yeah. We have to uninstall and make them have to use these new tools. So no paraglider but verticality because you're just going to rely on the paraglider the whole time, right? We want you to learn these tools. We want you to make make little weird hooks that go onto, like, rails and swinging around or use the, the bird. Um, and so, like... A lot of that first island, I'm like pressing wrong buttons and die, <laughs> like falling and dying, and like because there's all this like uninstalling of Breath of the Wild that almost hurts a little bit, right? It's yeah. almost like painful. Um, I don't know. That, that's how I felt, which, but it's necessary, I think, too, mm-hmm. because part of, part of the thing I noticed is the more I gave myself in, like, up to and submitted to <laughs> u- like u- the Ultra Hand. Uh, specifically, Ultra Hand. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna build vehicles. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend an hour building some stupid. The more I gave myself into it, and then they succeed as a vehicle, or even if they like, they succeed in a, in a failing way. Like, they, 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 it works, but it's horrible. Like, that's where like the game, I think, really shines in its own unique way. Um And without all of your Breath of the Wild tools in the Skyland, I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like the, 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 there's a reason for that clunky kind of opening, that kind of disjunction, that I totally get if someone's like turned off by it. Right. And I'm thinking right. about it that way.
0: I think it's also just like for how um, kind of tough it was to get used to things at first, and how I I do think the Great Sky Island doesn't exactly compare to the Great Plateau in terms of how effective of a tool it is at first. Um, the more you play the game just the more it opens up the more you find the more you figure out and it just kind of snowballs very quickly into just being so fun because you first get down to the surface and it's just overwhelming the amount of things you can do like you can go back to explore the sky islands you can go into the depths and that's basically another map that is literally the size of the surface uh, you can go okay, west. You can go east. You can this. You can do anything. This, yeah. Like person's telling you to go to the lab. Other person's telling you to go to the stable. Other person's telling you to go there. There's so much. There's just so uh, much. Yeah. It's an overload of it, information.
2: And and on that uh, point, Nicholas, uh, about like you know people being everywhere telling you what to do. There is like way more like main quest yeah. style. Like talk to this person, do a little activity, or help them out with something. But it's actually an important part of like the narrative mm-hmm. that you need to do where i felt like the the narrative and the story sections of like the anything to do with the divine beast and breath of the wild very hands-off few and far between um sections where i feel like a lot of like there's a lot of s- small simple main quest objectives yeah in in this case.
0: it's a bit more guided to kind of help you along in your journey like oh you want to find this you can go over here or here, here's how this mechanics worked. How here's how this mechanic works. Just like do this there's, little side quest.
1: There's also like a matter of, and we were talking about this before, of like there's there's more reason to a lot of the items and a lot of exploring because of that. Like there's so many quests that are like game spanning. Like it used to be like Korok seeds, <laughs> but now there's like eighty different equivalents of Korok seeds. There's so long, many. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these, yeah. these really long-spanning, game-spanning, I, collect million was of these. It insane.
0: Like, you find the bubble gems in the caves. The bu- and that was bubble already gems. something. Then I right. went down to the depths. I found, like, a schematic for a vehicle that I got from, like, a Yiga driving a tank. Then I go up in the sky. I find, like, an old document. Then I go, like, I fly from one island to another. I find, like, a sage's emblem. And I have no idea what any
1: of those things are. Right. <laughs> And you you still have the Korok seeds, and yeah. then you get you up you upgrade your batteries, right? There's the, all like, that Zonai like, stuff. Oh, and so I, by the time I found like the Bubble Gem quest with those freaks, those two <laughs> freaks, um, like I was like, oh, this game wants every like thing to feel important, mm-hmm. every. In, in interaction with an enemy or item pickup to feel important in some way. And speaking of the depths, like I was afraid of the depths. I didn't want anything to do with the depths. <laughs> I'm like, I can't Terrifying. handle the depths. Yeah. I can't. I'm overwhelmed by just like the ultra hand. I'm not gonna. I'm not ready for the depths. But then you know, there's there's like Ocarina esque wells, right? Mm-hmm. In this game, and they unlock and and I'm like, oh, cute a well. Well, the one well I found sent me into the depths just straight for the depths <laughs> so i was like i'm looking for the wells but this won't be a big engagement of my time uh, there'll be like a rock in here with a ore, because that's what most wells are and then here i am falling into the depths not knowing uh, so I was like that was such a great surprise that's... instead of like choosing to go to the depths it took me there mm-hmm. on my right against my will um and in total surprise so that was like Things like that too, like the overwhelming, uh, the game-spanning collection. I think uh, that spans the the environment really helps. I don't know, make everything feel important. Right,
0: God, it's and like you, like you're talking about the well. There's so many things in this game that you just kind of you see and just like, oh, oh
1: yeah, <laughs> like oh, no, no. there's <laughs> a. Speaking of, no, there's a, there's a. I don't know if either of you met this NPC. Um, she might be in Kakarika Village or something. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where. Who knows where, right? <laughs> there's a million. She, she's, she, inve- she's like a well investigator. That's what she calls herself. And she's like, she's another one of these game-spanning, like, NPC quests you like, find, af- find every well and come back to me oh, and you wow. get, like, rupees and stuff. Yeah. And she, she kind of confirms, like, there's, like, 50-some-odd wells in the game. And so, like, there's that, too. Like, <laughs> these location huntings, uh as well with the with the wells specifically for her
2: yeah. yeah and also there's like i i came across some like random npc in the middle of the, like just the middle of nowhere like actually and i like i think she was getting attacked by like an enemy or whatever and i came in and beat the enemy she was like oh thanks yeah i'm actually like looking for for clothes uh here's three here here's X marks uh-huh. the spot on yeah. three pieces of clothes and i'm like yo thank you <laughs> i you're ra- you're random i don't know you like <laughs> uh,
1: well same i f- keep finding these old maps yes oh i just and they yeah. just they just say there's an x
0: here uh, yeah i also found recently a treasure map that leads to like a
1: special treasure in the depth that i still have to get to
0: like, there's just so, so
1: there, much. D- oh, does anyone else feel like the depths feel like the nether realm? The yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there's the mining
0: for resources. Like, it's, oh, it, it's definitely and, that.
1: And, li- and, and lighting up with the arrows, like, because mm-hmm. it's so dark in there. Mm-hmm. Or the glow, the glow effect. Man, we're, we're, we're like, not even. Okay. Um, okay, I want to talk about shrines. I did not think shrines would be back yep, in this game. I didn't I thought they were going to be done with the shrines, and their shrines are back. I want to know what we feel about them. Any interesting shrines you came encounter with? But, like, but like first off, my opinion on the shrines, um, just like start the conversation with, a, with a, an opinion, right? I think the abilities in this game provide such better puzzle design. Mm-hmm. I think the puzzles in the shrines are, like, you could argue the puzzles in the shrines of Breath of the Wild are not good. <laughs> like, for the most part, they are kind of boring. Or don't work right, like the gyro ones. With these abilities, the shrines now, I think, are genuinely super engaging puzzles that I look forward to every time. Right. And I'm so glad they're back in this game <laughs> because of because
2: of these abilities. So anyway, that's that's my like starting opinion. How do we all feel? I I feel a bit differently about okay. the shrines that I've done so far because I definitely would agree with you that the the tools. Uh, the, the 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 this wave, this new era, Sheikah tools, recall and, and ascend and ultra hand and all that. Definitely, while they're they're definitely better for pu- puzzle solving, all the puzzles I've used them in have felt extremely linear. As in, I feel like oh, this was the only solution to this. Where in Breath of the Wild, I feel like a lot of the puzzles in Breath of the Wild are very non-linear puzzles. They didn't really give a crap how you got to the solution other than you just just got there. Where in this, it's like, no, you're going to do it this specific way or the shrine just serves as like, oh, yeah, this is basically just a tutorial, bro. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, this is not why I liked... This is not... This like a, I like so the nonlinearity funny. of the puzzle. This
1: mode. is so funny because you must be smarter than me because <laughs> I will come into a puzzle room and I'm like already like I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Let me let and uh, uh, Nicholas, I wonder if you've done this specifically. I will I will ultra hand an object <laughs> and and just hold it forward as far as I can and hold it there, right? <laughs> and then really quickly bring it back and then and then uh, recall it so then I can I can I can like like have it like accessible to them then when I recall it it'll go back and it'll stay where I need to go and then I'll run around to the other end and then ultra hand it while we're in in recall and that was definitely not how you're supposed to do it but it's the only way I I knew I could so Sam, I think I have solved more puzzles out of sequence in this game than I ever did in breath of the wild all hundred twenty, uh, because of because of these tools. Yeah. I don't know, Nick. Go ahead. I think yeah. that's part of why I think Recall is like the coolest ability,
0: at least to me. It's like the coolest conventional ability to ever be in a Zelda game because of things like that. It's so there's so many cool little applications you can do with it for how I guess fundamentally basic it is. Uh, it just serves to make a lot of the puzzles super interesting.
1: Well, it's because you. While recall is active, you can still use your other abilities. Mm-hmm. If it was, if you were limited, but no, you can use ultra hand while that object's in recall. You can you can use your weapons. You can you you can whatever. Right? Yeah. While while it's in recall. There was
0: a super cool moment where I was in a shrine and it was you had like one of those glider things, uh, and basically I'd managed to get to the end, but I hadn't gotten the treasure chest, and so I backtracked a little and I saw that the treasure chest was on top of a ledge way above where I would have been able to reach it. Uh, and there was a fan somewhere nearby that you were supposed to use to get like a boost from the, the glider to get all the way to the end of the shrine. And so I saw the fan, I'm like, Oh, you know, I use the fan float upwards, managed to get the treasure chest. And I couldn't because the fan doesn't take you high enough. So then I figured, well, I guess I have to glide up to it, but, uh, the way it was set up, I couldn't get the glider to go far enough to reach, to reach the chest. So I was like, how do I do that? Because I can't get the fan on the glider because I can't bring the fan back because the glider will have already fallen off the ledge. So I racked my brain a little and I realized I can put the fan on the glider, recall the glider, it'll bring the entire thing back with the fan and then I can go back from that top ledge and get to the chest because I'll have more momentum. And that just made me feel like the smartest person alive.
1: (laughs) It'll, well, when I, when I sequence break, I feel like an idiot, but I love it. <laughs> like it's a funny idiot. Like I'm like, I'm such a, a dingus for this. So that's funny you say the same. And I, I genuinely think, and I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I think like you, you are smarter. I think when it comes <laughs> to that, because I'll see a puzzle, uh, and, uh, especially water. And again, anything building a vehicle, like, I'm like, uh, how do, how can I get around this? That's, like, how I feel. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
2: I think... <laughs> and also, it sounds like, too... Um, I, well, definitely you, Nicholas, because you said you hit the whole map to, to fill it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tom probably might be the same for you. All, all the shrines I've done, for the most part, have been in the, 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 the starting the area. True. Very around, true. That's, that's a good passing. point. There were lots so, of tutorials so there, yeah. definitely. there's definitely shrines I've done where it's just like, this is just a tutorial straight up, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, but there's definitely been some where there, it's not actively tutorialized, but I'm like, okay, clearly the solution is this. And it didn't really seem like based on what was in the room, that there'd be too many like different things that that you can that you can do to make it happen. But I have a feeling that when I spread out from the center and the and the shrines maybe start getting a little more complex. I could see it being more open to, or I can see the solutions just feeling less obvious. Right. Well, and they also just um, get
1: longer. The shrines sometimes have four. Oh, like they're four so long. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they're okay. So yeah. So yeah. long in this game. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm just, I am surprised, and I'm, I mean, it, it makes sense because the progression of your health and your stamina was tied to the shrine. so it isn't really important part of like character yeah. progression. Um, and it's the same here with the same boring, long, same cutscene that I yeah. skip every time. Um, <laughs> And, but I'm just, I'm overwhelmed by, not overwhelmed, but I'm just very pleased that I just feel like Magnesis and Bombs and cryo, Cryosis, like, r- I think they ran out of interesting ways to use that in puzzles, where this just, these abilities do feel like they can do anything. Yeah, it,
0: they make um, you feel in
1: simultaneously like the smartest and also the stupidest person alive. I can yeah. tell you how many times I went. Oh. This is <laughs> kindergarten stuff. Get the kindergarten cop in here because yeah. we got some kindergartners. Oh, what? Oh. What? How do I Oh no. Like like it was always oh, like that was like me every time. Like I have I just, to like,
0: rethink my entire like basic understanding like, of physics.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Did did anyone play the baseball shrine? Yes. I literally was like doing everything that you were this is like a linear thing uh-huh. sam but it's set up in a way that you don't think it is and so i'm like trying a billion different things and then i realized at one point like oh it's baseball <laughs> and it's like the easiest I, I saw the, the game. Same reaction from several people
0: online i actually managed to get that one without too much trouble because i noticed the way that the things were swinging um and the, just the, the way the stakes were, so you could kind of, like, dig a stake into the, like, hammer sort of swimming thing and and get that to move the ball.
1: Right, uh, right.
0: So I figured that out relatively fast, but it was still a super cool application of the mechanics.
1: Yeah, I, so, I don't know. Okay, I'm glad we feel like, I think Sam plays a game in an interesting way, and I, I respect the way of, like, just kind of 100% each area. But yeah, i think we've explored maybe out further and gotten some some different uh right different uh shrines but yeah
0: i think okay the, the last main thing i want to bring up is the enemy variety well i guess also we can talk about the story a little bit
1: i would like to talk about story too yeah. because i'm curious how much you've engaged with the tier system
0: um uh i don't know what that is <laughs>
1: Okay, so okay,
0: so you have having Okay,
1: so I assume that's something tied to
0: main story progression or like the dungeons or something. I haven't
1: gone to any of the dungeons. I I haven't seen a dungeon okay. yet. I have. That's true. I'm still. I I don't know. I don't know where the dungeons are. I've been hearing about pirates as well. Yes, I haven't seen the pirates somewhere in the yet. southeast. Um. Uh. But. Uh. No. So. Uh Nicholas, do you mind if this is very early on sure, spoiler but um the tears of the, there's tear sequences in the crop circles. Oh those this, yeah yeah is, like
0: the memories. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, got, they're got, the, the memories those. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just memory. Okay, so you're that far. Yes. Okay. They're just memories. So it's interesting one that they did that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I'm I kind like of. That. The, I'm a little disappointed in that. I must say, because I didn't love the memories. I didn't love the like non. It, it does feel like a little bit. But of a... the
2: game's non-linear. Yeah, though. yeah but it still
0: feels like a ch- sort of a cheap way to deliver story. You know, something that was called out on on Breath of the Wild, and it, it's a little weird to see that they're doing the exact same thing again.
1: I don't think they'll be doing it for the whole game. No, because because you can just go and get the tears. Yeah, I think, yeah, pretty I pretty think cool. the other thing that kind of makes it not as. Well, egregious is a big word,
0: but doesn't make it quite as bad as the original is that it feels like there's a lot more story in just the main narrative. <laughs> like just kind of traveling around, there's a lot more story beats, there's a lot more character stories and whatnot. So having so, this little bit of story tucked away through this memory-esque system isn't like that's not the only bit of story you're getting.
1: Here's here's my thing. And this is a critic this is a critique that will I'm not going to say will hold strong. But the nature of this game and Breath of the Wild being super open world is I feel I'm not getting the impact of this character's this doing this now because mm-hmm. I don't remember them, <laughs> you know, like because well, uh, we have weren't character profiles now. Well, you know, because we weren't yeah. <laughs> forced to at any point really in Breath of the Wild to like like a like a ocarina right or something. Mm-hmm to really engage with a town in an intensely long way with these boring annoying side quests that you have to do right right like sometimes you don't maybe it's just been a long time and so i was like i'm i'm really hitting up to these moments that i'm supposed to feel like oh like oh that's what they're doing to like who like i'm too much <laughs> who i feel like is a problem but you're right they do have the profiles to remind you yeah. but even still yeah. sometimes i'm like i've read the profile but anyway, um, I think what in terms of the, just the ahead.
0: general story, um, I think it's an inter- interesting direction they're going. I really like the fact that the very opening of the game was you getting metroided and also just discovering all of these kind of story beats as you explore the ruins. Uh, after that, I I still feel weirded out by the fact that Rauru is now like a dragon man as opposed to like the chubby guy from Ocarina of Time. <laughs>
1: Oh right, well, I think it's really interesting, and Sam, feel free to chime in too um, really interesting uh how much we learn about like the dragons, mm-hmm. and this was kind of my my one of our theories, um, yeah. on the episode I think I did with miles uh, when we when we did the gameplay we na- analyzed Anuma's gameplay that the dragons will be a really important part of the plot mm-hmm. because and, and and they're definitely hinting at it with. With the Zelda flashbacks, I haven't uh, gone
0: too far in that yet because I've only gone the first one. But the presence of well, the even dragons the... in the sky and the fact that when you dive down, it's because like the dragons split the cloud layer, which is also something I was foreshadowed in Breath of the Wild, which is just super cool. Well,
1: even the logo has dragons, yes. right? Yeah, and there's, that Zoe and I have dragon imagery yeah. all over it. Like, uh, yeah, you're getting. The, I'm getting the sense that like the lore of Breath of the Wild. That we're memory jumping to is a lot more interesting than maybe the hundred years ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm saying.
0: The reference to the Imprisoning War, which is like a link to the past thing, has got my head real scratched.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the Imprisoning War oh, cool. is the
0: specific term used in the, uh, the prologue to A Link to the Past. That refers to the war in which uh, Gan Ganon got sealed in the uh, the Golden Land, like the Sacred Realm. Uh, it's, it's that term that's only ever been used in that one context in the series, I think. So I'm really con- I'm really curious whether this is just them like reusing a term, or if this is actually like, hey, this is how this ties into that game story.
2: You could put a dunce cone on my head. I don't really. I don't know anything <laughs> about the Zelda I don't know anything about the Zelda plot. Fair,
1: fair. <laughs> well, you know, it, we you know seen Gliok at the trailers yes. too. I, yeah, I don't know if anyone. Okay, has anyone? I can't and, wait to
2: see him, man. Oh,
1: uh, right. Has anyone actually gotten? And I have, but if no one has, I'm not going to talk about it. Gotten to cutscene with Ganondorf in it. Uh, no. Do you mean like rehydrated Ganondorf? Yeah, no, yes, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Okay, so I won't talk okay. about it then, because I don't want to remember it. But, but, like, I have, and it's like, mm-hmm. I am liking it. So Like, I'm liking What's this portrayal down? so yeah. far. Okay, um, pretty cool. So far, so good. Um, yeah, and, like, the opening, too. Like, it's a very slow, like, walk of a Zelda, and she interrupts you every five <laughs> seconds. Um, and, I, you know, hieroglyphs, like, murals bore me in every <laughs> game that does it. And this game too, like oh, like you you did the art direction, like, mm-hmm. not actually hieroglyphic. like I, unless it was like one from like an old game that they like brought back. I, nah, I man, they just found like, these in
0: like underground Japanese caverns.
1: Yeah, they drew them for this game, <laughs> so of course they are accurate. Mm. I don't, I don't know, but I really like the rehydrate again, and, and he in and, and that sequence. Yeah. This is the opening cutscene, so not spoiler, yeah. like not like super spoilers. Where he like wakes up. I didn't expect him to like wake up and speak. And like, yes, I wasn't uh, expecting to speak. Like, and it was really like intimidating. And I don't know. I thought yeah. that was awesome. As like a, you say like as Metroiding, <laughs> as a way to remove your powers. <laughs> I lo- this was good. Like I was like right. that's
2: a good way to do it. Although and also that it and not only. Do, do you get metroid at the start? This is a gameplay mechanic when you enter the depths and yes. how your hearts get permanently taken away in the depths. So it, it actually, like, <laughs> makes sense and is more canonical than any time Metroid's ever done this. Like,
0: right. That's although I do right. think it ends up being kind of contrived, how it's like, ah, yes, every single metal weapon in the world has
1: gotten decayed. Okay, Wait. so we brought this up. I wanted to talk about this. I love how they, like... <laughs> they not only do weapons break but all of them suck like that is so funny like not only yeah like they didn't just like not solve the weapons breaking for people that that bothered but they made every weapon bad like so you like that's oh you don't want to use your strong weapons well don't worry that is such a funny solution To to, to, uh, to weapon deteriorating yeah, is like you'll never get attached to any I of them because really they're all like. I really like it
0: though because in, like, to counterbalance that, they also, make, they also give weapons specific attributes. So now rather than just like a pure numerical oh, value, it. they have so, another function. So there's other reasons to be having all these different varieties of weapons rather than just focusing on like having a stock of like one or two kinds that are just really strong because no, they serve no, no, these different right. purposes.
1: It totally solves a massive problem about weapon breaking. This is like, oh, I want to... if Breath of the Wild, I want to break ore. I need to have a hammer. Well, now you just need a rock nearby to fuse your weapon to and now you have a hammer. You'll always have a hammer if there's a rock nearby and there's a billion rocks in the game.
2: Like, yeah. and also, too, when you... Fu- the weapons... Vanil- the vanilla weapons are all garbage. <laughs> but when you actually use the, the fuse mechanic and, and, com- and slap them together, they actually do become decent... Yeah. Not only decent weapons, but also weapons that last for like you know a good chunk of enemies. Yeah.
1: Any any favorite fusions? So like one of mine is uh, when you fuse with topaz or ruby, mm-hmm. you you get a, 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 the electric a wand or fire yeah, yeah. wand, uh, which is like like
0: super <laughs> useful. I felt like a genius because in the in the Great Sky Island when you got to the cult section, I just fused a ruby to a stick, and I had a fire source, so I didn't need to take oh, any that's so warming smart. food.
1: Oh, I didn't I was dumb I wasn't ready in Skyland. I was not
0: I was still I was still
1: Breath of the Wild right. mindset. I was still yeah. That's a good one. I um fusing the mine cart to the shield yes. and you shield sort the you yeah. shield surf skateboard on I it. I just
0: got a special sled uh fused to a shield. It's so cool. Um but yeah, I think
2: any others? Oh, any others that's that smart. Found? I didn't even think to. I didn't even think to do that one. Y- this that is so awesome. cool, Yeah,
0: it's awesome. Oh man. I, um, um t- like fusing I... wind stuff to give your weapons wind elements. Um, oh yeah,
2: that's pre- Oh yeah, but having the uh, the wind on the shield, mm-hmm. so sort of, like pushes the enemies back. That's yeah. pretty.
1: Yeah. The court. The korok frond is great. Yes. Like as like a utility item <sighs> that you can just make any. And again, now you don't have to have a korok leaf in your inventory all the time. So that your inventory isn't, like, the inventory limited inventory isn't as a prop, uh, like, gunked up by, oh, I want to have this at all times. Well, there's a leaf, there's a tree around, get it, there's a rock around, get it. Otherwise, I
0: think the fact that when you attach a weapon to another weapon, it'll break sequentially. So, like, say you attach, like, spear 2 to spear 1, and you start attacking, spear 2 will break before spear 1 breaks. So after the first spear breaks, you just
1: attach another one. By the way... What you're describing is a heinous image of Link with a forty lo- foot long spear oh, on his Oh, the spear! I love the <laughs> oh, spear.
2: So I I
1: it's need that range a mile away. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said earlier in the first part, like this game is hard. Mm-hmm. Like I really like the fusions are important and and you know necessary, necessary, and fusing with the like Bokoblin, like yeah. all the head gear, like really buffs your weapons up really yeah. good. Um,
2: and it makes them look cool too. <laughs> right. Like it actually like really visually changes up the weapon. I uh, one of mine is when you get a, a Lizalfos tail and you equip it to a weapon, it turns it into a whip. Oh really? Um,
0: oh man! Yeah, it,
2: it I didn't. It, I, you, know, I, you know I need I, to go I kill I more that. lizards. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's really cool. <laughs> I I love all the. Uh, I just love all the... It just makes melee combat, which I thought was kind of, like, simple and got cut, kind of got a little boring, like, around, you know, after, you know, halfway through my Breath of the Wild playthrough. Yeah. In this... It, it, it just made the, the simple combat way more interesting with just a great breadth of options. I, uh, I do think right, my it, favorite oh, weapon right. I've gotten
0: uh, is a sword that inflicts gloom while you're using it. Uh, but it has a native 41 damage to it. Yeah, I oh, gotta get this! One-handed sword, and I'm going to use that to segue into the last major thing I want to talk about, which is enemy variety, uh, because I got this sword by... There was a bunch... There was, like, a random exchange ruin somewhere on the west side of the map where I got to, and I thought I was already scared by the deaths, but I just walk into those ruins, and suddenly I get, like, a jillion... F- Ganondorfized floor masters, like the giant creepy oh hands, my. that all, like, five of them pop out of the ground and the entire sky darkens, and they all start oh. rushing towards me.
1: No, yeah, me too. They, I don't, I'm, I'm so scared
0: of those. I'm like, terrified. I terrified. So I nearly died to that. I warped away. I came back, started chugging, like, bomb flower after bomb flower at them. <laughs> and I managed to kill the arms, and as soon as I killed the arms, Phantom Ganon showed up. <laughs> what? So I yeah. See, I've never killed the arms, I just run yeah. away. So just like... as an overworld boss, and it was like this epic fight against Phantom Ganon where it it would just two-shot my shield and it would one-shot my did, health. Did
2: it like boss? Like boss health bar yes. and everything? Yep. Like... Yep. Wow!
0: yep. And so I ended up fighting that and I managed to kill it, and I got this like 41 damage, like one-armed sword. And I got a bow that does the more damage, the more uh, the more hearts
1: you have. We are a mere sheep to what you've accomplished. <laughs> I'm such a scaredy cat. I do want to mention uh, on fusion, too, like, like, and I know uh, like arrows fusion is super fun. I bet I bet like <laughs> arrow with the bomb on those on those hands. Yeah, that's really what I was because, doing because of their eye yep. because of their eye. Right. Yep. Oh man, that's awesome. Okay, well, I will try to defeat them. I think in, in
0: general, just like that was such a cool, unexpected enemy encounter, and it kind of, to me, it reflects how there's just so many cool enemies in this game. Like, there's like likes, there's the flying things.
1: Oh, there's, the like yeah. and the, the 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 new like monkey guy. Yeah, the, the horror ones. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Those in guys. the
0: chasms, there's like these these frog enemies, and then there's like this giant frog equivalent that's like a
1: another boss monster. There's so you know, for so much. Particular. For someone who hasn't played the game as long as us, I feel like you've already encountered more than we okay,
0: have. I mean, let's be fair. Work. You've seen everything. I don't know how much I have played but I got the game at like 2pm yesterday and I went to sleep at 2am today and then I woke up at like noon and I played until 7pm so it's not like I haven't
1: played the game <laughs> Still, oh and by the way I love the, the Korok backpack Yes. These, these Oh idiots.
2: it's so Oh my god, it's so cute. I, I've also, by the way, I've, like, come across more of those guys <laughs> than I have of the regular random mm-hmm. Korok puzzles. Which is
0: appreciated, honestly. They're a lot easier to deal with.
2: And you get two for right. for, for, Although, for one activity? I
0: did accidentally end up rolling one down into a river and then watching them float away because I didn't notice in time. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm not doing that one.
1: <laughs> Rip. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, anything else... About this, I mean, I love like falling rocks mm-hmm. and you're like, and you're so di- like, there's so much distraction in in a good way yeah. in this game of like, oh that rock is falling, I gotta see. And even if there's nothing, well, cool, I can at least get a, a lot of distance yep. with my skydive. Yep. <laughs> and I get a good, I'll, oh, um, the new towers mm-hmm. I think are really interesting, and the little quest to like unlock them are always kind of amusing <laughs> uh, ways like engage with like. Here's what, oh yeah, I made a joke uh while playing. I was like man zelda was all about like full employment like every every <laughs> character every npc is like part of some right. task force that really like makes hyrule feel so connected because like everyone's doing something to rebuild it and and it was because zelda's leadership and it, they talk about how she like set up these kind of monster fighting or whatever and i don't know i really like how the world feels now because everyone was so disconnected in breath of the wild there's some really cool thematic engagement with some guy coming to the tower. He's got to repair the door, but the door's shut and you got to go in. And I don't know. I just, I really like that part of it too. And there are different races of people doing it. And the new newspaper, Gazette <laughs> mm-hmm. that's everywhere. Like, I don't know. There's a connectedness in not just the systems, but the also the characters and the themes in the game that. I've like fallen in love with it as well. Yeah, I agree.
2: Everything changed for the better once Hyrule got got on the Chiral Network. <laughs> right, <laughs> right.
1: Uh, Sam, um, do you have any final thoughts?
2: Uh, no, I want to play it right now. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, you get no. Like, I gotta go find these hands. I've been so scared by that. <laughs> I gotta them. go, Tom's go, catch, go these catch these hands. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go catch these hands. Because I would kill for a 41 weapon. like oh, I have I feel like barely I've been living used it. I'm terrified of I've been, <laughs> Right, good point. But I've been living at, like, 6 damage for, like, 10 oh, hours.
2: Tom, Tom, go in your inventory. If you've taken out any mini boss of any kind, you're no, going to have a... F-
1: yeah, I've been fusing some stuff now, but...
2: I, yeah, slap on those, like, 16, 17 fuse power <laughs> horns and you're no, to No, have I haven't.
1: Yeah, I got a few of those. But sometimes I'll just, like, instead of, like... Going through an encampment, and because there's some there's a chest at the end, I will then just build a
2: giant bridge <laughs> behind it and dodge all the uh, enemies and just yeah. get the thing I want. Yeah. yeah, I um I did that during so there's one of the uh one of the the towers is surrounded by um wooden wooden pikes yes. on all sides. So yes, I just got behind well. the tower, plopped a little fan on the ground, and went. <laughs> <whoop, and
1: laughs> Eric You, you right can also over. burn the. The, the pikes, too. You can just burn Oh,
2: it's mm. what I didn't even think of that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Oh, this is why this uh, game is cool. So,
0: yeah. I guess final thoughts is uh, we're all going to go back to playing this.
1: <laughs> final thoughts. I think this game, I so appreciate the slow pace mm-hmm. and forcing me to slow down and pay attention, even though I think I know this game, I know this world it's it's all the same no it really forces you with the new abilities and everything that's in they knew and they placed in the game you know all the new areas and ways they've updated it that if you're if you're not slowing down and just kind of taking your time moment by moment and and enjoying it that way you're yeah you're not going to have as good of a time i feel like instead of trying to rush through it or think you know the the area as well but by the way Got all the amiibos out. <laughs> Finally get my money's worth. Trying to get some good rolls. Oh, there's also the gotcha mechanic for all the like
2: <laughs> the, oh, the um for, oh, the tools. The yeah. tools. Yeah. I love that because you just you get a ton of those cores, so you just plop in five and it's then like it just like back. spits out like fifteen. Yeah, yeah it's awesome.
1: Oh yeah and, and and the amiibos work similarly like you they drop a chest and it, it could be anything <laughs> crap or or something cool and unique and exclusive to it except you scan the link amiibo and you get Epona and she's See, max stats and I already had Epona that.
0: because they transfer the horses over from the from Breath of the Wild
1: Oh that's right oh, they I do They yes. do. so if you go through a stable because it's already by the registered way, the, under oh, your name and, the, and, the, and the, there's pony points mm-hmm. You can get pony points. These reward <laughs> membership at every yeah. stable. And that's a new mechanic. There's just that. so much. There's so much that expands uh, yeah. on the base game. We, um, uh, we need to go yeah, back I, to I playing know. We <laughs> we were I, We were on Final Thoughts, and then I thought of <laughs> 85 more major mechanics in the uh, game. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's how this game is, though. There's just so much you can do.
1: Well, hopefully at some point, and I don't know when this is happening because I know it's going to take everyone on the site a long time. We can come back and do not even like a refresh, but just a dedicated spoiler mm-hmm. discussion about the game and the story and everything. Uh, I'd love to do that eventually. Yeah, that would be
0: great. Um, in the meantime, I think that just about wraps it up Wraps it up for this week's episode. So thank you for listening to Nintendo Everything Refresh. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like the show, please spread the word. We're always trying to reach new people. Uh, We're available on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of. Um, And so with that being said, we'll be back at you next week with everything new and exciting in the world of Nintendo. See you guys later.